feature presentation. Welcome back to another untitled streaming review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Merchin. Yes, my young apprentice. Do we it. Are, we are talking Star Wars. I love talking Star Wars. Uh, we don't get enough, although we're getting a lot right now. Uh, I say we don't get enough because we got a ton of it. And well, compared to Marvel, right? Where Marvel, I think, has been yeah, more maybe consistent that's compared yeah. to Star Wars. But we are getting some of the best Star Wars uh, as of late with Andor. Which is criminally underwatched. So if you're listening to this and you haven't watched Andor, what are you doing? Go watch it. Uh, but today we are reviewing Tales of the Jedi, uh, which is an um, animated show on Disney+. Plus. It's now available to stream. Um, it is a series of six shorts uh, in varying length between 13 and 17 minutes, uh, usually focusing on one or a couple different Jedi filling in gaps and moments and and story beats from the prequel era of Star Wars. So, uh, you know, created by Dave Filoni, we know that he loves that kind of era of Star Wars, and he is that he's guy no phony baloney, kind of, Matt. Man, I love Dave Filoni. <laughs> um, I I really do because like I feel like you know everyone kind of you know poo poos on the prequels, but I feel like Filoni is that guy who is kind of redeemed them in a sense with clone wars and uh you know whether it's stuff that's happened in the other shows he's been involved with of like adding characters or giving context or things like that and he kind of continues that um with this show so if you're a fan of clone wars or the bad batch you kind of know what sort of animation style you're getting into and what kind of storytelling you're getting into and then i think your enjoyment will be varying much like any kind of anthology series uh, based on if you like those animated shows and depending on what the story is about. But I, I don't know. I think that kind of covers what this show is, right, Eric? Yeah. And, and you know, like, I, I again, I think giving credit to Dave Filoni is, is important because he's been, you know, with the series of, you know, animated shows and as a consultant on the live action stuff for so long now that he's been, you know, through thick and thin and seen the good and the bad and, continues to have this passion that never seems to waver which you know like you would think that anybody that kind of went through what the prequels were in terms of the the critical response to them and the quality being kind of varied but still having that love for the world and the characters within it and trying to flesh out sort of those arcs and storylines that you know, inspire him as a filmmaker and, and, you know, as a, as a storyteller himself. So with that, you can, you can really tell, like, even within, you know, these shorts, there are moments that are intriguing and interesting, but it's also very much prequel padding in a lot of ways where oh, totally. you're, you're getting these stories that are kind of mostly focused on Ahsoka and Count Dooku, um, and three episodes to Ahsoka, right? And then in the other three are Dooku, or two of them are Dooku. And Dooku, well, Dooku, the so it starts with Ahsoka, which was kind of like her origin of how, like, yeah. it, when she was born and and her community and her village and sort of a, a a way of life and death and and a passage of you know one generation to another. Um, and then you get a lot of of Dooku kind of in between that, where two of the stories are very similar and almost kind of like. 
a detective kind of storyline where you have Dooku and in the first episode, I'm not really ruining anything because the character looks like a young Qui-Gon who's voiced by Michael uh, Richardson, who is Liam Neeson's son in yeah. the first episode. like the It is of, treated like it's a reveal. Yeah, at the, the end episode. of the episode, it's like, yes, uh, Qui-Gon. And it's like, oh, Qui-Gon without the beard and long hair. I wouldn't have known. But he looks exactly like a young Liam Neeson, <laughs> um, which I guess is, you know, a compliment to the animation style getting, you know, even though it's a very harsh looking and striking looking sort of animation style with the humans everything is very kind of square and and uh the the symmetry of it is 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 very much aligned um but yeah you get the dooku kind of sherlock holmes kind of stuff which is kind of fitting in a way because christopher lee um played sherlock at one point so that kind of makes sense but it's also strange because the actor who's voicing him sounds more yeah sounds more like Alan Rickman than Christopher Lee um, in a lot of ways. But I think the one I liked the best of those two were the the second episode, the third episode with the second episode with Dooku, but the third episode uh, choices, which is uh, Dooku and Mace Windu kind of, you have these two conflicting ideologies and sort of practices of how to approach you know, dealing with the situation. One is kind of rigid and following the council's orders. And then the other one is trying to kind of, you know, live in the moment and do the right thing and be a little bit more kind more of aggressive. Yeah. yeah. And, and how those sort of personalities clash within this investigation of uh, a, a, a Jedi that's fallen. And so uh, that I think is the, the best episode of, of the, the six that, um, that are available to watch, but overall, like it's, it's, it's fine. Like, I think it is made mostly for the diehard fans and the people that totally. watched the clone, clone wars, wars and, and yeah. things like that, but it never overstays its welcome either, which is a nice thing. Like it's, it, 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 they always end at a point where it's like, okay, you know, for a short, that's perfectly acceptable. And, you know, I'll, I'll take this over the prequels even, you know, like even oh, of having- course, I mean, Clone Wars is is that is that the best yeah. version of what the prequels were. And um, I enjoyed Clone Wars. I watched a machete order of Clone Wars. And um, yeah, I, I'm absolutely with Danny you. Where, like, I, I, <laughs> I enjoyed my time with this, but I felt kind of disengaged while watching it and, or a little indifferent where Andor ironically enough like a character i didn't care about a, a show that i was like kind of iffy on and then you get into it and you're like oh man i'm like locked into every episode where even at their short running times i found myself like drifting or just kind of having it on and i felt like that's kind of what i did with clone wars and stuff too where it was just like it was that kind of oh it made me like anakin skywalker more as a character it made me like uh, really like Ahsoka when they introduced her there and became a fan of that character. And like, I think if you, just like you said, Eric, like if you really like Clone Wars and Bad Batch, this show is for you. It's just giving you a little bit more Ahsoka. It's giving you a little bit more of that Anakin that you know from that show, filling in some Count Dooku stuff, some Mace Windu stuff, Yaddle. We get <laughs> Yaddle's yeah. Yaddle in her full glory. So like, that's awesome. Um, just by Bryce Yaddle, Howard. Yeah. Yaddle was always just, you know, that kind of joke in the prequels of like this, derpy yoda puppet with a with a wig on or well, whatever. female yoda and, right like that yeah i know like but joke. like it just looked the look of it was just yeah. always really funny uh um 
But that's when they well, were having, also using the puppets, right? Because in in the, in that first movie, they used a a, a broke ass Yoda puppet. That yeah, they and then they digitally right? replaced yeah. it with with a CGI one, which I think actually is one of the better is better because that Yoda puppet was awful. I don't know it, yeah. why they. Cha- I don't know. Just use the same puppet. I don't understand. I know he's younger, but he ages like molasses. Um, <laughs> he so looked like plastic. I, I it was awful, but like so I I like that because I really like Ahsoka to so to get three episodes you get her origin and and you see how that character you know everything that they've you've seen from her in in now live action and animated is right from her birth um you see some elements after uh episode three so after order 66 and you see what ah- ahsoka was doing after she survives uh order 66 and when she's in hiding and and, and there's stuff with inquisitors which i think is really really cool um there's even like how she trained to survive um, Order 66. And and none of this is spoilers. It's just what the episodes are about. So I found myself, it's funny that you said the, you know, Qui-Gon and, and Dooku and Mace Windu, Mace Windu stuff you were a little bit more into where. Um, no, no, no. I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily oh, okay. into Just it. that it, one episode. It was it, of, of the Dooku Those stuff. Ones? The one yeah. I liked the most was Choices because it kind of felt like it was actually having an interesting conversation with. That's fair. The Jedi order and how, you know, they're supposed to kind of be a neutral kind of party in, in situations, but at the same time, they're still serving, you know, the political um, sort of uh, patriarchy. And, yeah, and, and, sure. You know, they're, they're, it's almost something like we've talked about before, right? That yeah. They were just kind of, yeah. But it is challenging um, that. And, 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 and I found myself liking Dooku a little bit more in terms of him being a, a fully motivation and character. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah I, I absolutely agree with that as well, but I just found myself, I guess watching this style of animation and Ahsoka being such a huge part of the Clone Wars series, I found myself more interested in those Ahsoka episodes than the Dooku or Mace Windu or the Yaddle episode was fun just because um, giving Yaddle kind of a backstory in an episode to do some stuff. I think is, it's is Yaddle kind of cool. voiced by um, Bryce Dallas Howard. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, they're short. It's six episodes like there's not much more to talk about than that like i think ultimately it comes down to do you like the art style from clone wars because i feel like a lot of people don't watch the star wars animated shows uh visions was maybe an exception to people because it it was kind of all done by different anime studios and it, it felt unique where i felt like if you already hadn't watched clone wars or bad batch you probably aren't interested in this right like yeah. i just it, it's <clears throat> If you've already tuned out of the Star Wars animated stuff thinking it's either for kids or the art style doesn't work for you, um, you're probably, you know, I think you will find some value in this because maybe it's not as much of an investment as something like Clone Wars, right? Like Clone Wars, there's, you look at that, the number of episodes and you just go, there's no way I'm I'm doing that. And then, um, so if you just want six quick episodes, if you're a fan of the prequels or some of those characters that we've mentioned, like it does give... A little extra go, oh, that's what happened during that moment. Or, oh, that's what that character was doing or what happened to that character or something like that. So, like, it's not groundbreaking. It's not going to change the Star Wars universe. It's like you could skip this and you'd be totally fine to watch Andor or whatever is next. But, um, like, I don't think when the Ahsoka series is coming out, right, like that you're going to need to see these three episodes of uh, that deal with Ahsoka's backstory. Here. No, like, but it does work nicely as kind of like a primer if you are kind of somewhat unfamiliar with the character. I agree with and that. Yeah. It gives want, you enough. Yeah. And you don't want to go through the Clone Wars again because like 
until the Mandalorian, I didn't really like I had seen the character maybe once or twice. But you'd never watch Clone Wars, right? But I never yeah. watched Clone Wars. And and so, you know, obviously I know who Rosario Dawson is and and yeah. and and obviously like the character means a lot to people that love you know, the Clone Wars and Star Wars canon in general. So going into this, I feel like that was a benefit there for Tales of the Jedi, where we got enough of the backstory of Ahsoka to kind of get a generalization of who she is and how her path isn't actually not dissimilar to Obi-Wan Kenobi's in a lot of ways, but at the same time, how that also changes in the one episode you mentioned with the Inquisitor and, and, and where that storyline goes in, in sort of post uh, Revenge of the Sith. So I think that actually helps quite a bit. And I will say this, even though Anakin's barely in it, he's in one episode. I like this Anakin so much it's so more much better yeah. than Hayden Christensen's uh, Anakin in That's the Skywalker people, pre- yeah. uh, prequel. So, yeah, that's the one thing. Like, if you if you like the idea of Anakin, or you hated hated what he was in the prequels due to performance or how he was written in those in in those movies, um, there is a really great character there that really adds a lot of you know depth to the Skywalker saga, right? Because like Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader is a huge part of that story. It's just if you've only seen those three prequel movies, you might either hate the character based on the kid in the first one or, or Hayden Christensen in, um, in in the next two and just the way that he's depicted in his fall. Those That show gives so much more to that character and that performance um, by he's done the voice for a long time. I'm just a, a moron. Um, I'm trying to find it here. Oh, Matt Lanter. Um, so yeah, the Clone Wars version of Anakin is is great. Like it actually made me like the character. So when you see him in this, um, it, it's Clone Wars is worth going back to. It's just it is an investment. Um, maybe this show, you know, opens it up to more people. I know they did that final season on Disney Plus, and they're doing Bad Batch right now, which is from the same team. But like even Bad Batch for me, like I gave those first few episodes a shot and i liked them but the clone characters um were never really my thing and this art style i gotta say while it's beautiful at times like even when i watched clone wars and watch this it's just something about it doesn't click with me visually it's it's so Um, blocky in its designs especially in the in the humans where it kind of does feel like it is, and and I don't want to say this in a and mean this in a bad way or a slight way, but it it does kind of have this kind of childlike quality to it that feels like the look of it is made for younger kids. Like it's almost like it's just almost like a primary version of animation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not bad. It's just that again, it kind of feels like when you watch it and you look at like the different styles of animation that have you know come over time this does have that kind of weird sort of like it's made for children look to it even though there's more to it than that uh when it comes to the stories and um the themes which are are a little bit more mature and there are some stuff in these episodes that will maybe not be for for younger kids so yeah totally agree can you hear me yeah can you hear me no, I can't. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap the episode. Uh, that is our review for Tales of the Jedi. It is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. Please go check out all of our other reviews over on Untitled Movie Reviews. 
and uh, Untitled Movie Podcast. And you can follow everything over on Letterboxd, uh, which is at Untitled underscore movies. Um, please go follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And you can follow Eric on all those social medias at EM6211. And go check out all of his reviews over on RogersTV.com slash cinema scene. Can you hear me now, Eric? No? I can. I okay, sure can. There we go. Yes. I was just wrapping the show because it it said it disconnected and then you were you were still there but couldn't hear me. So I was wrapping this show. I was I, just I joining the dark side. Yeah. So I don't think we're gonna give a score or anything on this because like I feel like in an anthology series, it's kind of hard because they're all kind of different, but um, it's worth watching if you liked Clone Wars, and I feel like uh, give it a shot if you're just into Star Wars, if you're watching Andor right now and you're trying to get back into it and stuff like that. Like, it's a, it's an easy watch. So, Or even uh, before I, Ahsoka comes out, you know. That's a perfect a time, right? Yeah. Uh, I already did all the stuff in a condensed version, uh, but we will catch you at the next one, everyone. Until next time. May the Force be with you always. By a young apprentice.